You know, I think the most beautiful thing that one can express themselves and give to someone else is their smile. And if you if you Google, you know, smiles around the world, you're going to see faces, you know, different ages, different ethnicities, nice teeth, teeth that wouldn't be considered nice by Western standards. And I've seen a picture of a little old lady in a third world country missing half her teeth, smiling big as could be. And that emotion is so powerful, it'll make you smile and it'll melt your heart. And so I think that, you know, independent of what your teeth look like, just by smiling, there is a power and an emotion that makes you feel better and you're able to transfer that to the person standing in front of you. I don't think there's much anything more powerful than, than that that you can do for finding your inner beauty, but also giving that to someone. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. This episode is brought to you by Covey, the perfect skincare routine that's simple and effective with just three essentials for healthy skin. Shop the Covey routine at CoveySkin.com and get 10% off with code HelloBeauty. That's H-E-L-L-O-B-E-A-U-T-Y. Hey there, Joyce Baton here and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Dr. John Marashi. Dr. John Marashi is an artistic cosmetic dentist, chief cosmetic dentist of Bite, and is regarded by Cher as the Tom Ford of cosmetic dentistry. In 2019, he launched his own M-Sonic luxury toothbrush. His loyal clientele include Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Kate Hudson, Cher, Jessica Gill, Tom Hanks, Vin Diesel, and so many more. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Dr. John Marashi. Thank you for having me this afternoon. I am so excited to just learn more about your background and what led you and motivated you to become an artistic cosmetic dentist. Oh, thank you. And um, it's a story that I really enjoy sharing because it starts, uh, you know, quite some time ago. Um, mm -hmm. When I was a little kid, and I'm talking about like, you know, 12 years old, there are only two things that I ever wanted to do in my whole life. And it was going to be a dentist or a professional skateboarder. Take your pick. <laughs> and the way that the cards fell, you know, I, because, you know, I'm 35 years later, you know, I'm 47 now, I'm still skateboarding actively. And I said, you know what, it worked out just fine because, you know, amateur skateboarder, professional dentist than the other way around. <laughs> um, but that's it. I mean, there was never, there's never anything else I wanted to do. And so I feel so blessed that, you know, throughout my whole life, I've been able to actually pursue both of these. And, you know, because they, it's an interesting combination, right? You don't think, you know, maybe you think of your dentist off on Wednesday playing golf, but, um, you know, I'm on a half pipe ramp instead. and. You know, I, I, I think they actually bring an, an interesting synergy because dentistry is where I have my focus and I can sit for hours and it requires, you know, like extreme precision and concentration. And then there's the artistic component to it when you're sculpting smiles and that just brings all kinds of joy and fulfillment. But skateboarding has no rules. 
And mm -hmm. so it's the exact opposite of it, where you can go out and be creative at a whole different level and you don't have to worry about doing it right or wrong. And you, it's just what feels good. And, and very risky, come to think that you take care of teeth and you can, <laughs> you know, all fall off your skateboard and possibly ruin your teeth. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, like, you know, I still fall. I mean, it's just, you know, falling is part of skateboarding. Perhaps when I, when I slam, I stay down on the ground a little longer, you know, like anything else, you, you develop a rhythm and, you know, believe it or not, even in skateboarding, there's an art to falling as well. And so yeah. I'd be more afraid playing basketball. I mean, someone squatting at my oh, hand yeah. and break my fingers doing that. Whereas skateboarding, I've been doing it so long I can control what I do. So um, absolutely. The X games these days, so, <laughs> you know, I, could, I, I can dial it back a little bit and just, you know, skate at a, at a level that uh, you know, keeps me relatively safe. I, I've found a way to blend the two because, you know, like a lot of people have like what they do at work and it stays in those four walls and then they go home and then they do, you know, their other thing that brings them. And I found a way to blend the two together because in my office, you know, I have skateboards up on the wall um, and, and, you know, I, I wear vans at work. So I actually skate in around in the office, which is probably a little bit unconventional. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, a lot of my patients really have fun and, and enjoy actually, uh, uh, a, a fun story that I can share with you guys. I want to say it was like a few months ago. Um, uh, Alicia Moore, who's also known as Pink, you know, came in for her teeth cleaning and brought the kids with her. And her young son, uh, Jameson, you know, he's quite the daredevil himself. And I put him on my board and I was pushing him down the hallway and he was just like squealing with joy, having the time of his <laughs> life. And then later, one of my friends called me, they're like, Pink just posted you, you know, on, on her Instagram. And it was a picture of me, you know, wearing my Vans, pushing her son down the hall on my skateboard in the office. And, and, you know, she comments on it and says, you know, you know, John Marashi, I freaking love you. And, you know, and she used to be a skater when she was younger. And she showed me this picture. She's like, oh, my husband, he had his X Games friends build me this half pipe ramp in the backyard. And she was skating it barefoot, holding a glass of wine. And it was, it was the coolest thing ever. And, you know, so these are the kind of little moments that I get to have, you know, you know, while I'm, you know, balancing the dentistry and, and, and I get to tie in at things that are really near and dear to me. When you can balance these things, it really does sort of unlock your creativity and how you approach things. And, you know, it's, it's, I actually like to think that it's really guided me from an artistic perspective in dentistry. And, you know, what I mean by that is, um, you know, as a cosmetic dentist, what I'm doing is most people will come to see me because they want their smile to look better. There's something about it that they don't like. Uh, and, you know, maybe it's even something that's unsightly and they don't feel comfortable or confident smiling. So I'm the person that's going to help them achieve that. And, you know, there's all kinds of different ways and treatments available now, which is so fantastic. It's not a one size fits all. But what I always try to think about is, you know, what is it that the patient's looking for, you know, and, you know, what kind of hoops we have to jump through to, to get them there. But I also think about who's the person that I'm talking to. And, and what that means is that is that every person has their own unique personality. And so if you're designing someone's smile just based on how they look, you can radically change their personality based on the shape and the size and the color of their teeth. And so, like, for example, you could have someone that is high energy, you know, real, um, you know, kind of alpha type of personality, you know, it's very dominant in conversation. And they're probably going to want to have a bolder, more prominent smile. And then you may have someone that is more of an introvert. 
and a little more subdued and they can still have a beautiful smile, but it may not carry some of the dominant features that you would give to the extrovert. Mm. And so it's really, you know, you're, you're, you really have to understand who's the personality as well as the aesthetics of the individual in order to get them something that, you know, not only looks great on them, but it also makes them feel like, yeah, this is me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's very interesting. Well, I'm very guilty of this. And I know a lot of people desire to have that perfect smile or perfect teeth. And it seems that, you know, when I was researching about you, you've actually, some, some actors have approached you to tone down that perfectness in their teeth and actually create imperfection. So can you talk to me more about this and why we should change our perspective about seeking and always looking for that perfect smile? Yeah, I, I think it's, um, you know, it's human nature in general, you know, like, we look at ourselves and, and, you know, we pick ourselves apart and that's just, you know, there, there, there's, you know, whereas like someone else will look at you and like, wow, I wish I looked like him or I wish I looked like her. Um, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're self-critical. And, um, and I think what has happened is as cosmetic dentistry has become more widely available, um, as more dentists have learned how to do cosmetic procedures, um, you know, specifically porcelain veneers. And just, you know, for those of you listening who don't know, porcelain veneer is essentially a thin little sliver of porcelain that resurfaces the entire front of the tooth. And what that allows for is now you can control the shape and the size and the color. So imagine if you do a smile full of them, you could actually dramatically or subtly change the appearance of the smile. So, you know, for many years, um, I, I think dentistry actually lost its way a little bit where the teeth couldn't be big enough and they couldn't be white enough. And, uh, it, you know, and that's like where a lot of the horse teeth jokes and uh, <laughs> chiclet teeth it never really sat well with me. And I've always thought that, you know, you can have, you know, a beautiful smile it just doesn't have to look artificial. That's all. You know, I think Hollywood was on that bandwagon for a while too. And, you know, with my niche being creating a smile that looks like it was something you were born with. I think that's why a lot of people in Hollywood have sought me out and said, listen, you know, I want to have a better looking smile, but I want it to look very natural and very authentic. Um, so, you know, half of what I do daily is what I call revision dentistry. And that means that someone else has already had the procedure done and turn out right. You know, the usual things are once again, too big, too wide, you know, the wrong shape, the wrong size. And so what I'll be doing then is just figuring out, all right, well, you know, if here's where you are, let's, let's see well, what it used to look like, you know, before you had this procedure done and what would optimum be for you. And we go through a process to really figure out what that could be. And then we get, and then we actually go through it and, and, and do the procedure to get them there. Um, there's no question that the majority of my celebrities that come to see me, you know, want to have a beautiful smile that is understated. There's no question mm -hmm. about that. Um, I think that the whole beauty industry in general um, you know, it's what you make of it. You know, you can, you can dress it up, you can dress it down, you can overdress. And I think that there's, there's just, you know, across beauty in general, there's just been a little bit of a tendency for, for overdressing. And so I like, you know, just being a little more understated. Um, what's interesting is because of COVID, you know, I think that dialed back the whole industry because everyone went from being sort of hyper glamorized, you know, getting the best social media posts and and so forth. 
And now, you know, everyone's, you know, gone from that and now they're makeup free in their pajamas and, and comfortably posting that. And yeah. you know, what I'm hoping the takeaway is that, is that, well, you know, one extreme wasn't so great and, you know, we all got tired of sitting in our pajamas. So perhaps what that means is we're going to come back to the middle and, you know, which is really sort of a sweet spot for everyone. The interesting fact about the effect of COVID on cosmetic dentistry is that with everyone being remote and having, you know, and in order to have communication with people that is no longer face-to-face, you know, it's been by FaceTime and Zoom. Well, normally, you know, if you're having a conversation with your friend, you can see their face, but they can't, but you can't see your own. Looking at that little Zoom cam or FaceTime cam, and once again, you know, humans are self-critical and and they're and we're picking ourselves apart like oh my like you know for myself i'm like my god do i really have that many lines on my forehead now so what's happened is there's a whole demographic of people that have you know come out of the woodwork and saying i don't like how my teeth look i can't believe that i went so long like like not doing something about it sooner and you know the answer or the reason why is obvious because it wasn't in their face it wasn't front and center you know i I mean, I'm generally busy in my practice, but I'm, you know, busy to the nth degree now uh, with a waiting list of, of clients trying to get in for their cosmetic dentistry. And I attribute a lot of it to the Zoom effect over the past many months. So I want to dig deeper about the meaning of being an artistic cosmetic dentist. So this is special because, you know, of course, we, we hear all about being a cosmetic dentist, but what specifically does being an artistic cosmetic dentist mean? So what it means to me is recreating nature. And, you know, the idea is simply this. Designing a smile, a tooth, whichever it is, that looks like something Mother Nature made. Mother Nature tries to be very harmonious in general. And so if I can enhance or give back to someone so exquisitely, that they're like, wow, this looks like what I should have been born with, or maybe what I used to be born with, and then things went south over time, and now we've restored it. You know, that is what I believe to be the artistic component of cosmetic dentistry. It's really understanding where the right shapes, sizes, balance, proportion, color. How about tone? I mean, we could talk about tone for forever and a day, you know. So, you know, if someone says paint my walls white and you have like a really good painter, you're like, oh my God, well, what color white? There's so many, you know, there's flat white, eggshell white, creamy white, and teeth are no different. So I like to look at tone because in general, you know, humans will carry skin tones that are warm tones and there's cool tones. So myself, you know, I'm paste white. So for me to have a bright colored tooth, you'd want to have a little more translucency in it. And, you know, that's a coolness to it. And, um, you know, almost like a, you know, kind of more like skim milk as opposed to whole milk. But if someone is, you know, say they have a warmer skin tone, you know, olive or even a bit of a suntan that they carry with them. Well, that the teeth that are in my mouth, in their mouth, are going to look gray, plain and simple. So they need to have actually a warmer tone, which believe it or not, warmer tones are actually on the yellow side, but because of the contrast with the skin, it doesn't translate that. But you can see in my mouth, someone who's fair skin, is never gonna look right. You really have to have an artistic eye about how colors work with an individual as well, in addition to the shaping and the sizing, to put the whole thing together. And 
you know, there are certain, you know, there are, there are certain principles that are tried and true. Like, you know, if you have situation A, you know, do solution B in order to solve it. But to a certain degree, you know, the, the subtleties, the nuances, you know, as an artist, you can either see it or you can't. These aren't really things that you can necessarily train for. Um, you know, like, like an artist, you know, like, uh, like, you know, a very skilled artist, you know, like they know how to paint, they know how to draw, they just, they just do practice and make it even better. But, you know, some people, unfortunately, no matter how much they train, they're never going to be, you know, their hands and their eyes aren't going to see and do the same things that some people, you know, have been bestowed that gift. I think really just with doing makeup, because as a makeup artist, I work with different types of skin tones and skin textures, and I can't just use the same shade of foundation on each person. You have to mix and match, even if they're closely, you know, the same or similar to each other. Each person still has like a unique shade to themselves. You know, the, the, the artistic component, you know, in my humble opinion, is everything. It's it's the life and death of a case. It's the difference between something that is just, you know, beautiful, spectacular, subtle, natural, versus something like, oh wow, you bought new teeth today. You know, on this on the same thread, because you yeah. know, we're talking about, you know, the um uh you know, sort of the explosion in demand for this, you know, throughout the pandemic and so forth. Well, prior to the pandemic, one of the things I've always thought about in my career is about access to care and mm -hmm. affordability. And I say that for two reasons. Okay, well, number one, no matter how you slice it and dice it, you know, going to the dentist's office, I don't care what town you live in, you know, you don't have to be in Hollywood or, you know, or New York City, it's expensive. And no one ever wants to talk about that, you know, especially the doctors, right? They don't want to talk about, yeah, it's really expensive. And when I talk about accessibility, you know, it's not that there isn't, you know, a dentist in every town or, you know, like in Los Angeles, you know, like multiple in every corner. What I'm talking about is accessibility where, someone who's in the workforce, which is the majority of us, can actually carve out the time to even go to the dentist. So, you know, think of it like this, like, you know, right now you're stuck here with me. So, you know, you can't go and, you know, get a filling or a teeth cleaning. And it's not just, you know, the one hour appointment time, right? Because you need to commute to the office and then, you know, and time getting there and then time getting back. And, you know, that could easily be a couple hours or more out of your day, depending on where you live and where you're and, and where you work and, and, and where your dentist's office is. And, you know, that's time out of the office is less productivity and you're probably not getting paid for it. So it's not yeah. even just the cost of the dental appointment. So I thought about that things and I was like, gosh, you know what? Even if I gave away all my de my dental services for free. Well, there's there's only one of me so i mean how am i gonna you know like how can you do that at scale to you know to do something that can actually make a dent in the population so um what i'm really excited to share about is that i was able to be an owner and help launch a dental company called bite and uh for those of you still listening it's b-y-t-e um so what bite is are clear aligners. Clear aligners, you know, think of, um, you know, like orthodontics without actually having the braces on your teeth. And what bite does is it moves your teeth, so it straightens your teeth, and it also whitens your teeth at the same time. And it typically can take about half the time as similar orthodontic methods. And 
It's a fraction of the cost. And get this, you don't have to go to a dentist's office to have it done. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty spectacular. And so the way that it works is that anyone who wants to do this can sign up online and we'll send you what's called an impression kit. And what you'll do is you'll actually take a mold or a bite imprint of your own top teeth and your bottom teeth. And you'll do some selfies and you send it back to us. And then we look at it and we determine first and foremost, are you a candidate for this or not? And if you are, cool, rock and roll off to the races. But if you're not, you get refunded for your impression kit. So you got you have nothing to lose. And you don't have to sit there worry like, oh gosh, you know, you know, is it going to work for me? It's not going to work for me, and it's not for everybody. In fact, I should be very clear about that. Mm -hmm. uh, what bite is effective for is for people who have mild to moderate crowding of their teeth. If you have severe crowding, absolutely, you should go to your dentist or to your orthodontist in person so they can treat it. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so, you know, that that's kind of where the, uh, uh, you know, how we categorize of who, who we actually can help. Once we've received your molds and determined, yes, we can, you know, that you can be a, a patient and receive treatment, we actually send you 3D imaging of what your teeth are going to look like before you start so you can approve it. And that's really wild because you'll see your before and you move this little slider bar and it'll actually show your teeth. Then we send you in the mail all of your clear aligners up front. So think about this, someone who's doing like a traditional Invisalign treatment, they go and they get their trade, then they got to go back a monthly x-ray and fit in everything, you get everything up front. And so you don't have to worry like, oh my God, I'm, I'm moving next month and now I got to find a new orthodontist. So we've just eliminated all of those variables. Um, and it's just been wildly popular and wildly successful. I'm so proud of this company because what it's done is it's it's made the inaccessible accessible because orthodontics, forget it. I mean, that's, you know, that's about as elective care as it gets. And, you know, um, in a dentist office or an orthodontist, you know, to give you some scale, it could easily be five to $10,000. Right. To give you, you know, some perspective, comes in at about, I think it's about 1900 bucks. And it even has 100% financing for bike clients. So they can pay like, I think it's like $83 a month. That's like less than people's cell phone bill. So we've been able to really create a cost structure that's allowed access for so many people. And not a day goes by where we aren't getting letters and letters and letters. I guess it's really emails now. People just with their gratitude, like, I've always been self-conscious about my teeth and now I can smile. And now, you know, I, I'm so proud of, of how my smile looks and, you know, people are commenting about it and how much this means to me. And I never could have got this otherwise. And so that's been just a real big deal. And it's, you know, it's been a major disruptor as well in the dental industry because it's totally turned upside down, you know, the, the traditional brick and mortar approach. But I want to tell you something else really special about bike. So um, when, uh, when I started with the company and I was talking with, uh, our co-founders and my partners, and I, I told the guys, I said, look, I, I like the, I like the plan for the business model, but what about people who can't afford 83 bucks a month? And one of them looked at me and kind of, you know, shrugged his shoulders like, well, what about it? I said, well, that's my point is that 
we need to have a philanthropic branch of our company too to help those most vulnerable. And through that, uh, I established a part of our company called Bike Cares. And what we've been doing is we've been partnering with uh, with different charitable organizations and different groups that you know represent underserved uh, and underprivileged populations that by 2022 will have done over 10,000 smiles for free. The support that we've had from this has been absolutely phenomenal. I'll, I'll give you some fun examples. So um, uh, the actor Ben Affleck, he's been mm -hmm. one of my clients for years and I told him what we're doing about with Bite and he was so excited and he said, you know, John, I'm working with the Midnight Mission, and the Midnight Mission is a um, it's a homeless shelter in downtown Los Angeles, and they also have a sober living and recovery program down there as well. Now, Ben has been very uh, vocal and and forthcoming in sharing with his struggles with alcohol over the years, and so you know that's why he chose to work with them. And he said, John, he goes, you know, in the sober living program. The people who go through it, you know, once they've reached sobriety, they also get, you know, they're they're getting life skills and they're also doing, you know, re-education. So they have uh, an applicable skill set to go out and, and and get a job and work. He goes, mm -hmm. but he goes, John, think about this is how many people going through there do you think can even go into an interview and smile with confidence? Like, You're right. So uh, so we actually went down to the midnight mission with Ben and we delivered teeth whitening kits to the entire graduating class. And then we did bite treatments as well for a number of the, of the people there. And it's like, if, if you could have seen the gratitude that the people had, like, wow, like, you know, these people really care and they're trying to help me get my life back on track. And now I can, you know, like feel better about myself and be more presentable. And, you know, these are things that move the needle, you know, for people in life. And, you know, the celebrity outreach and support with it has been, you know, absolutely phenomenal. Um, we did another event with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, who I've been taking care of for years, and she's just, she's just as beautiful of a soul as you could possibly imagine. And she actually helped set it up with her son, Jaden, and with the Smith Family Foundation, they actually support another group where there's a lot of, uh, of um, orphans. And, you know, kids that, you know, just, you know, don't have families. And um, it was just, it was, it was absolutely amazing. Once again, just to touch another group of people that just, you know, has probably felt marginalized or left out, not having access to care. Um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's meant the world, you know, and, um, and also, uh, you know, the actress, Carrie Washington, who, um, I mean, God, you want to talk about someone who's just a beautiful human trying to do good things on the planet. You know, Carrie has, you know, really just sort of held the torch and, and pushed this thing forward to try to let as many people know as possible, uh, like, hey, you know what, we can, you know, we can work and, and, uh, and, and help people get access to care, but they had no way to get access to this otherwise. So, you know, these are the things that get me excited about what I do on a daily basis, because it's one thing to say like, oh, you know, like, look, I work hard and now I get the rich and famous people, you know, but but life isn't just about that. It's just it's about helping people in general. So it's, you know, my, my partnership with Byte has brought so much satisfaction and, and meaning to me that I can, you know, indirectly help at scale, so many more people, you know, like I said, that never would have had a chance. And, 
And it's not just if you can afford to purchase bite, it's if you don't, if you don't have money, you know, then, you know, we're, we're still trying to find a way to help you too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you are your own brand already, but you created M Sonic. So what sets M Sonic apart? Yeah. From other electric toothbrushes. So, you know, it's a, it's a funny story how this whole thing came about and, you know, for years in my dental office, you know, we've, we, we have sold, you know, electric or sonic toothbrushes, um, you know, to our clients. And, and basically, it's just been a value added service that if someone didn't have one, they didn't like, oh, now I got to go to CVS because Dr. Marashi said, you know, I'm not brushing well enough and I need an electric one. And what happened was, you know, years into this, I kept getting the same request from, from patients saying, you know, like the brush is fine, but isn't there anything that looks nicer? Isn't there anything that, you know, like more premium? And, you know, my answer was like, well, no, it's a toothbrush. I mean, and so finally, and, and I've told this story several times because I can't remember who said it, but she goes, well, why don't you just make one? And I thought to myself, I'm like, God, you know, I never, never thought about that. You know, like, you know, maybe, maybe there's demand for this. And so, you know, it took me two years to, um, to launch my company, you know, Marashi Oral Health and develop the M-Sonic toothbrush. And I got to tell you something for, you know, for those of you listening out there, like, and for those of you who have ever released a product, I tip my hat off to you because my God, dealing with like, put it this way, when, when we selected the color of rose gold we're using, I had no idea there were so many different rose gold colored swatches I could possibly look at. And then, yeah. you know, with this being an oral care device, the amount of, you know, uh, safety compliance testing you have to go through to make sure, you know, it's not going to blow up in someone's mouth. It was, it was a <laughs> project for sure. But the idea behind it was how could we have something that has high efficacy for removing plaque off your teeth? I mean, remember at the end of the day, if it's one thing if it looks pretty, but still got to do the job. So could we create a more premium brushing experience? And so the things that I was looking at to do was, all right, can we get a motor that runs smoother? So it feels more gentle as opposed to like a jackhammer in your mouth. What can we do with the finishing on this? Can we use premium materials? And so with the M-Sonic, you know, it's made out of a, an anodized aluminum handle and the motor in it just runs wonderfully smooth. I had one writer that, that um, I'm trying to remember who it was, if it was, if it was InStyle or, um, or maybe Vogue, one of them, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. but anyway, it was one of the writers said, your brush, it is like a Porsche where the other ones are like riding like a dump truck. And oh my I was like, wow, that was like, so, and I'm a car guy too. So <laughs> it was really the compliment. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to be a car person to recognize that, you know, a Porsche yeah. is a very finely tuned automobile and a dump truck is going to be a bumpy ride. Um, so I, you know, I really appreciated that. And um, I have to give credit where it's due. So, um, one of my friends, longtime patients, uh, Jillian Dempsey, who you know is very mm -hmm. well known in in the makeup and the beauty space, I was showing her my prototypes, and she had made some suggestions for me. Uh, some of it was with packaging, but the biggest thing was with my bristles. And I originally had the the colored green bristles because that's kind of what you see now. And she's like, mm -hmm. "Absolutely not! This looks terrible." And she's like, "You need to go white and make sure they're softer." 
And so, you know, after God knows how much research, not only I was able to get white ones, but also the softest DuPont nylon bristles that they make. So it almost feels like silk going over mm-hmm. the non-abrasive to the gums and it just feels really good. Um, so, you know, from a design perspective, I'm really proud of what's been created because it, it looks beautiful on your countertop. It's not something you're chucking in the drawer if you have company coming over. Um, and when you brush with it, you know, having that premium feel, you know, like, like we like nice things. Everybody likes nice things, you know, otherwise we wouldn't wear jewelry or put on nice clothes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so there's no reason why toothbrush can't, ha- or, or brushing your teeth rather, can't have a bit more of a premium experience. What does having a sonic toothbrush mean? Okay, that's a great question. And mm-hmm. sonic simply refers to the am- that amount of vibrations of the bristles per minute. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll give you an example. So um, the M-Sonic is almost 40,000 vibrations per minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and most sonic and now, now I'm drawing a blank on it, but I believe the threshold on it is north of 20,000. I might be off by a few mm-hmm. thousand, but pretty much most of the manufacturers out there of the better ones, you know, are north of say 25 or 30,000 vibrations mm-hmm. per minute. And that's where efficacy has been shown for actually getting the plaque off the teeth. Whereas an electric toothbrush, like let's say you go to you know, Rite Aid and you buy like one of those $8 ones that you just stick a double A battery and the, and the thing just spins, that doesn't spin fast enough to create a sonic vibration. So, you know, it's, it's probably slightly better than a manual one, but not as good as a sonic. Oh yeah. No, thanks for clarifying that. Well, here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? You know, I think the most beautiful thing that one can express themselves and give to someone else is their smile. And if you if you Google, you know, smiles around the world, you're going to see faces, you know, different ages, different ethnicities, nice teeth teeth that wouldn't be considered nice by Western standards. And I've seen a picture of a little old lady in a third world country missing half her teeth, smiling big as could be. And that emotion is so powerful, it'll make you smile and it'll melt your heart. And so I think that, you know, independent of what your teeth look like, just by smiling, there is a power and an emotion that makes you feel better and you're able to transfer that to the person standing in front of you. I don't think there's much anything more powerful than, than that that you can do for finding your inner beauty, but also giving that to someone. It's, it's, it's amazing. And you know that's really what I've dedicated my life to. Oh yeah, that's beautiful. I agree hundred percent. So talk to me about your hair care and skin care routine, morning to night, quickly include products. Uh, Hair care routine, um, uh, shampoo, conditioner, um, and but I don't do that every day. I do it. I only do it like two to three times a week because it dries mm-hmm. out my hair and I, you lose like the natural oils in it. Um, I use um, uh, oh god, what's the name of it? Uh, Isles Formula, I L E S, and it comes in like that white square. Well, I mean this. 
I've, I don't know if I've ever seen like a hair product quite as expensive as this one. And you only <laughs> put like a nickel because you go like, I better make it last. But, yeah. uh, but you don't need more than a nickel's worth. And it really just keeps your, especially for me, because, you know, my hair is short and it's also kind of dry and coarse. And it actually gives it, um, uh, I, I feel like it's like a lot smoother and, and it doesn't, and it does, even at the end of the day, it doesn't feel dry and kinky anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also use, there's this company called number four and they have a, a hair cream and I put just a tiny squirt of that and it just gives it a little bit of texture. Um, since we're talking about hair, I got to give a shout out to Salon Benjamin, to uh, Ben, who's the owner there, because he cuts my hair and he introduced me to these products and he takes care of a lot of the celebrities that I do. So he's just, uh, he's, he's behind it. Um, my skincare routine, um, uh, I use a, a, a facial soap um, in the mornings and uh, the cleanser that I use, which is a, a, a gentle um, uh, foam is actually a product from um, my dermatologist, uh, Dr. Jessica Wu, and she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's just really gentle. I mean, you know, I'm fair skinned, but I have sensitive skin. So um, it just doesn't feel like it dries me out. Um, and then, then uh, you know, for shaving, I use the product called the Art of Shaving, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't get razor burn from it, which is really nice. And then um, I use a moisturizer um after i come out of the shower and um it's called alpine beauty but it's spelled a-l-p-y-n the the woman who founded this company she actually she she developed it out of jackson hole and it's an amazing product because it's all natural ingredients and there's no preservatives or any of that gunk in there so i think as i've been getting older i've been a little more ingredient conscious you know with what's going into my body Um, and I do like for putting SPF on um, Supergoop. So what does the road ahead look like for your brand? The road ahead, you know, um, I would say charging ahead forward. And, you know, what that means is, you know, I, I got a lot of pots in the air right now. You know, my private practice is incredibly busy and I'm not going to be changing that because that's, you know, I, I love the one-on-one interaction with the patients and taking care of people. So. You know, I'm going to continue doing that until, you know, until I can't. And uh, so, you know, that'll be for years to come. With Bite, 100%, it's going to be focused on, you know, helping grow the company, getting more access to care for people. And also, you know, for, you know, the, the rest of this coming year, it's expanding Bite Cares. And so that's a, that's a, a, a very strong priority for me. And then on the toothbrush front, I'm actually in development of uh, version 2.0 of the M-Sonic. So can't say too much more right now, but, um, you know, uh, 1.0, uh, you know, we're pretty much sold out at this point, which is actually, you know, it's sort of surpassed our expectations. But, um, you know, our users have been loyal and giving us a lot of feedback and good ideas of, of the things to, you know, potentially come for version 2.0. So you know, between that and, you know, I'm, I'm just incredibly blessed in my personal life. Actually, tomorrow, my wife and I are celebrating our 17th wedding anniversary oh and we've been together Congratulations. years to the day. We have two beautiful daughters. I have a, an eight-year-old and a 13-year-old. So, um, you know, I, I also like to, to be a family man too. I just, uh, you know, I count my blessings. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. And we will definitely watch out for all these amazing new projects and whatever you are going to be posting. So on that note, where can they connect with you online? 
Online, the best place for sure is Instagram. It's uh, mm -hmm. at Dr. John Marashi, uh, D-R-J-O-N-M-A-R-A-S-H-I. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. John Marashi. I had so much fun talking to you. Uh, I think uh, I think Hello Beauty uh, kicks ass, and it's oh, thank you. Afternoon with you, and uh, yeah, it means a lot to me.